Welcome back to Haunted Haze. I'm Josh. I'm Kristen. And this is episode five. Yes, and we have a good one today. Awesome. Yeah, we got some good content. For sure. We're going to talk about a little uh, urban legend lore, I guess, in different okay. parts of the country, including here yeah, yeah. where we live. Yep, here in Memphis. Yes. Our hometown Memphis. Uh, a, a local legend that we like to call Voodoo Village. Yes. Yeah. And it is as creepy as it sounds. As creepy as it sounds. And so um, I, I have some history about it. We're going to talk a little about what we've experienced when we went there. Yeah. And then, But if it's your first time ever listening to us, we just want to thank you so much yeah, for checking so us much out. Yeah, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, this is episode five. Anybody that's been following us, uh, thank you so much. Hopefully you've liked us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, be sure to email us. Yes, email us at hauntedhazepodcast at gmail.com. Also, our Instagram, Facebook, they're also Haunted Haze Podcast. So should be easy to find us out there. Give us a like. Yeah, help share it. For spread sure. the message. That's how Hopefully you've been enjoying it. Uh, we think this episode is going to be pretty good. It's going to be a little bit longer episode uh, because we have a lot of information, but I think it's a lot of good, interesting information, so it's going to be worth it. It is, I think, worth it, too. It's all very interesting stuff. And right. quick. Yeah, so let's hear about uh, kind of the background. Okay, so basically a for Voodoo anybody Village. who is not aware of what Voodoo Village is, it is an isolated one-way street in the backwoods part of Memphis. A man built many Masonic-inspired sculptures mixed with all kinds of oddities and put them in his yard. But the rumor is, is in the early years, this was supposedly a place for a weird religious ritual to take place. People accused the locals of being Satanists. Oh, man. Because of the street's dead end into a cove, you have to turn around at the end where there's a van conveniently parked in a place where someone can pull the van up while you're in turn and trap you in. The people then are kidnapped and forced into satanic rituals and possibly even human sacrifices. Oh, man. Creepy. That sounds familiar. That's kind of the legend we always kind of heard. Yeah, you know, you get to the end of the cove down there, you turn around, and a bus pulls out and traps you in there. Yeah, like I've always heard, like, our parents uh, talking about, like, how they would come out and start banging on the, the car and just pull the scare van out. You yeah. yeah, really just to scare them away. But this was always kind of like somewhere, so it kind of the legend grew, and it was always kind of somewhere like, you know, teenage kids would go to freak themselves out. Oh, yeah. As or soon you as take you your girlfriend there. Yeah, you take yeah. your girlfriend there to scare. Yeah. So we went. Well, yeah, we've been before. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but I remember, so like when you pull into the street, you, so it is a small little drive, and there's a church right on the left. Yep. It's kind of an older-looking church. Nothing real special about it. No, 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 no crazy markings. It just kind of looks pretty basic. Yeah. Just a small-looking church. And then you go down a little further. On the right, you see some, like, small little houses. They're, they have stuff hanging from them, like weird yeah. deity-looking, I don't know, weird Objects, stuff. yeah, just yeah, weird hanging. abstract art. It yeah. It's like just weird things with, like, nails hammered into them crazy uh bright colors like bright yellows and reds and then there's also like um 
you go down a little further, and that's where the actual voodoo village, as it's called, is. Yeah, but it's just kind of gated off. Like, there's a gate. You can't really drive down it. You can just look, kind of look in there. And you can kind of see it when you're driving by through the, like, brush. You can see, like, that there is, like, weird sculptures back there. weird sculptures. And, like, there is, like, you always heard, like, there's the nails are hammered from the inside, so they're poking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, they're opposite. And that's true. And yeah, it, it's true. That's exactly what they look like. Yeah. And so then you come to the end, and it's a cove. It is a cove, and, and you, you turn, turn around. around. And then there is, a like, a like a church bus there. Yeah, like kind of parked onto the side. And it's yeah. just wilderness lining the cove. You can't yeah, escape. Yeah. yeah, there's only one way in, one way out, yeah. really. Yeah. So I remember we turned around the cove pretty quickly. And we went, like, we were kind of going probably too fast through this little street. And we were going forward. And I remember somebody, like, yelling at us or something. And we looked. I remember I was in the back seat. And I turned around. And I saw, like, a person. And he was, like, holding something. And then there was, like, a big, big, strong pit bull next to him sitting down. Yeah, right in the middle of the road. Right in the middle of the road. And it was so creepy. And I remember his face. Yeah, it just looked distorted looking. It didn't look like a person, really. Yeah. It was creepy. It was really but I think he, like, yelled at us, like, hey, get out of here, or something like that. You something, know, like, probably, like, yeah. Cause I remember seeing a guy, like, standing next to the the church mm-hmm. holding a machete. Well, I don't know if it was that time, but it was definitely a time we've seen that. And there is a lot of reports, actually, of a machete okay, yeah. and a man. So, I saw that. Yeah. I'll, it's I'll a really interesting looking in there. You can see, like, skulls mm-hmm. of animals hanging from, you know, the awning of the houses. Uh, just all the weird colors. Just everything looks handmade, too. Yeah, you can definitely. And then it also see it just seems like it's called Voodoo Village, and then you go and look at it, and you're like, oh, I understand why it's called Voodoo Village. Yeah, exactly. It's but you, this is and like, I don't know if we said this, but you can't really tell how big it is from the outside. No, because it's, it is gated off. Like, you can't yeah. actually go into the, the, sub, uh, the subdivision, I guess. Yeah. You can only really see it from, from the, the Cove Street. So. Yeah, so I have a little history about the place. Okay, excellent, yeah. All right, so it was created actually in the 1960s by a man named Wash Doc Harris. Okay. All right, so Harris began to develop a compound on his property that he would, and he would turn that into a center for spiritual healing. Oh, wow. All right, he named this center St. Peter's Spiritual Temple, which is actually the name of this. Yeah, that is the actual name of this place. It is St. Peter's Spiritual Temple, not Voodoo Village, technically. So on his property, there are forms of art created by Harris, and these these include sculptures and paintings that were used as devotionals because Harris believed that he had a gift from God to heal and preach. Wow. Some of the art had distinct Masonic influence, including a large cross with nails jutting out, yep. <laughs> rainbow-colored fences, yep. stuffed animals, Seen that animal too? skulls, yes. totem-like sculptures, and ladders. Wow. So after a while, the Memphis locals began referring to the property uh, that sits on the dead-end street as Voodoo Village. Okay. Because of this, there were several instances of vandalism and theft, uh, and Harris's Sunday technique or Sunday teachings were often interrupted by uh, drivers who would scream obscenities and fire guns. Oh my God! 
Rednecks. Memphis. (laughs) Even today, the neighborhood is targeted by mostly white teenagers who intrude on their property. Mm. Yeah. Harris's grandson has now taken over the property, and he's put in additional security. And on some nights, such as Halloween, guards volunteer to keep away nosy teenagers. Yeah. Which I can understand. Yeah, I... And that kind of sucks, too. Like, I hate that people go there to, like, you know... Be rednecks. Yeah, just be assholes about it. Yeah. Like, when we went, we definitely went as, like, a scare factor. Uh, But there was never any kind of intention, like, we want to, like, harm anybody. We didn't even want to get out of the car. No, it was just more... It was like looking at Christmas lights, I guess. Like, I just want to go see it. Yeah, like... Yeah. I'm not trying to harm So we don't condone any of that. I don't condone anybody, like, trying to bother these people. And unfortunately, I guess it is a bother... People constantly going and looking up and at down it. your street. Yeah, yeah. So I'd totally see why they'd be annoyed. Well, it says here that Voodoo Village is known to be a source of woe for those who do not respect it. Yeah. So uh, I guess you kind of wow. get what you pay for. Yeah, that's interesting. So there's also been reports of strange ritual practices here, and many believe it to be some kind of African or Haitian voodoo. All right, there's some reports that. They have seen animal sacrifices there. Oh, God. And at one time, there was a vigilante force solely to protect pets in southwest Memphis. Wow, because they were just kidnapping the pets and Yeah, and using them. Well, that's what they think. There was a lot of missing pets. Wow, that's interesting. So, to this day, Harris is still called chief by many of the residents, which leaves some to believe that he's still alive and being closely guarded by his followers. If that's true, he would be well over 100 by now. Wow. Photography is strongly prohibited, and it's said that photographs may reveal the ghost of all the lives lost there. Oh, God. Others say photos will reveal the villagers as they really are, aging and corpse-like, kept alive and looking young by sacrifices to the devil and their leader. Wow. That's pretty interesting, like, that... It yeah, feels creepy, and then there's also reports of actual creepy stuff happening. Yeah, so, there. yeah, so it does feel like there's like some legit backstory to yeah. it that's real. Yeah. So much of the myths actually centers on Wash Harris himself, who claimed to be doing the Lord's work. But people who had access to Harris and his compound said that there was anything but a religious feeling back there. Yeah, it doesn't seem very like Christiany. No, or. or I mean, I definitely, there seems like it's, like, religious, I guess, but it's not uh, Christian-y, like, I guess they're trying to... But that's what he's saying, like, it's calling it the Lord's work. He's trying to say it's, like, Christian. That's why I'd say it. Okay. So, many... I mean, I don't know. Who's his Lord? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. (laughs) All right. All right, so many describe dark practices, hundreds of tiny fetish dolls, and other religious-like photos. Wow. And in 1961, Harris gave a rare glimpse into a temple on his property. The reporter documented that she saw colorful pieces of satin lining on the floors, walls, and ceiling. The tiny building was filled with symbols, figures, dolls, and tiny electric lights. Harris said that the power of God helped him do all of it by hand, and he said that he would work constantly day and night. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was really devoted. That sounds really interesting to see, though. Yeah. It seems very really oh, intricate. It kind of sounds pretty, except yeah. for the dolls. In 1984, yeah, <laughs> in 1984, Harris told another reporter that all you see is my craft. It is the work of one man, and don't nobody know what it means but me. Oh, okay. 
all reports mentioned that they were strictly not allowed to take photos while they were there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this now, so that's kind of the history, but I have a little bit on like what people experience while they're there. Okay, so like some stories. Yeah. Other people's stories. So like we kind of said, it's basically like a rite of passage yeah, for like yeah. a Memphis teenager yeah. to go here. So a lot of people travel to the South Memphis Voodoo Village to see the odd sculptures and all over creepiness. But here are some of the reports from people who have visited. The legends range from raging voodoo priests to ghosts and very real baseball-wielding maniacs. Yep. There are many verified accounts of baseball-wielding residents who are not interested in becoming a regressive urban legend. Several reports also talk about being chased out by men with machetes. Oh, my God. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I've seen that guy. He didn't he, chase us, but I saw him standing was, there. I think he knew we weren't up to any bad. Yeah. Once a reporter verified this when he was asked to leave by a man with a machete. Wow. When he took a report on a shooting that took place between a resident and a tourist. Oh, man. It's also common for dogs to be reported guarding the area. Yeah. Many say that the dogs will chase you to get back into your car if you get out. Yeah, I've seen some big dogs there, like pit bulls and rottweilers. Yes. Yeah. And I remember the dog sitting like... Yeah. It does not look like a dog you want to mess with. Yeah, these people guard themselves, which I I'm, I understand, though. Uh, being older in my life, I understand why they would guard themselves. Me too. Like, now I would never go. So, the scariest part to me of the whole legend is the bus. Yeah. You know, the bus Walking pulling you out, yeah. and you, when you go, you're like, oh my gosh, is yeah, that going to happen? Yeah, they're going to pull out in front of you, yeah. So, um, a lot of people report, you know, seeing this, and they say that it's also conveniently parked sometimes on the street next to the church okay so that they can block off the entire street oh they said that that's actually how the legend started because they would do it just to keep people even from driving down from the street down there. yeah and but they couldn't park it there all the time because it is a public street oh it's a city street yeah, yeah. wow so this person said that one time they went, and there was about seven very aggressive-looking dogs who sat on the street next to the school bus, blocking it. They didn't move when they pulled up, but as soon as they started barking, we hightailed it out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This person is my soul sister. My friends and I went one night, and we all saw a different person standing on the porch of one of the houses. Oh. I was so terrified, but if horror movies have taught me anything, it's that the ditzy girl always survived, so I knew I was okay. <laughs> Did you write that? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. But I feel hurt. Okay, yeah. All right, and then this person said that one time they uh, got out of the car to take pictures, oh, well. which we know is big a big no-no. No. Yeah. A dog started running towards them. We got in the car, and then a guy at the end of the street pointed his lights right at us. Oh, yeah. The van was parked there, and it was in a very convenient spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, the our yeah, urban is. legend in Memphis. Of Some of village. it sounds like it's real, but at the same time, I understand, like, why these people are guarded. They, you know, like, this is just their beliefs and how they want to be. I, so I totally get that. It's kind of like a compound for these people. It is their, whatever their religion is. Now, if they're really sacrificing pets in the area or humans, that's yeah, a little that's different. Yeah, that's fucked up for sure. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely messed up. But uh, 
All right. Otherwise, I understand why they don't want to be bothered. Me know. too, and I can understand it. Yeah. So, a little uh, ch- change of pace here. It's time for our next segment. Yeah, it's a new and segment. It, it is, and it is Kids Say the Damnedest Things. Yeah, kids say the damnedest things. So this person said, when my son was two, we were playing together in our basement. He was running, and they suddenly stopped, staring down the hallway uh, into our laundry room. He waved into the hallway, and he said to me, Mommy, who's that little boy looking at me? Dude, I nearly had a heart attack. Uh, yeah, what the hell? I just, I'll, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Kids say the damnedest things. They really do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, so like we said earlier, uh, this helped us uh, kind of, well, it inspired us to research some other scary places around the country. Yeah. And it kind of led us to having a list of the scariest place in each state. Yeah, so it's a little long. So it is a little long, so uh, bear with us, but I think it's going to be worth it because a lot of these are really creepy and, and interesting. And so, they're short. It's just yeah. that there's 50 states. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, but we're going to start with Alabama, so this is alphabetical order. Okay. All right, so Alabama, Maple Hill Cemetery, Huntsville. In 1985, someone built a playground adjacent to the cemetery. This is Huntsville's oldest cemetery, but ever since the playground went up, people have reported seeing orbs of light going down the slide, swinging swaying with a breeze, and even hearing giggles. Some locals believe that victims of the rash murders in the 60s were buried nearby, and the spirits are now playing on the playground. Ooh. In Alaska... The Alaskan Hotel Juno. The Alaskan Hotel is the state's oldest operating hotel and is a legendary haunted spot. Uh, this most famous ghost is of that of a gold miner's wife waiting on her husband to return. When he did not return, she became a prostitute until he did return. He killed her, and now guests and staff regularly have encounters with her. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not having that. <laughs> In Arizona, uh, Yuma Territorial Prison in Yuma. During the westward expansion, 100-plus inmates died in these walls and is now the state historical park and easily one of the creepiest and most haunted places in Arizona. Some even feel chills when walking past cell 14. Mmm, cell 14. Yeah. In Arkansas, the Arlington Hotel in Hot Springs. This 94-year-old hotel had a lot of history, including four presidents that have stayed here plus Babe Ruth and Al Capone. It is said to be one of the most haunted places in the state. Uh, in California, Heaven's Gate Mass studio, studio site, suicide site, uh, in Rancho Santa Fe. There, uh, this is the location where in 1997, 39 cult members drank poison Kool-Aid as the Hellbop Comet passed Earth, believing that aliens behind the comet would rapture their souls to heaven. Their bodies were found dressed in black sweatshirts and sweatpants, Nike sneakers, face coverings, and each carried $5.75 in their pocket for the toll to catch a ride on the comet. The group's leader took his own uh, life after making sure uh, everyone else was dead. This multi-million dollar home was later torn down and remains an empty lot after becoming a macabre tourist attraction. Mm. That's creepy. Wow. In Colorado, the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, this hotel is the basis of Stephen King's Overlook Hotel in The Shining. 
There are rumors of haunted rooms and service workers who still wander the grounds. Be warned, though, the hotel is at such an extreme elevation that just walking to your room can drain you. Mm. In Connecticut, the Curtis House Inn in Woodbury. Guests who have stayed there report disembodied voices, mysterious footsteps, and unwelcome bedfellows throughout the inn's 265-year history. Apparently, entities are believed to be the former inn owner, guest, and perhaps most terrifyingly for the anyone who works there, the ghost of a former employee who clocked in but never clocked out. Ooh. In Delaware, the Fort Delaware in Delaware City, <laughs> a Civil War prison in the 1860s, the spirits of Confederate soldiers in the former Union prison are said to haunt the granite and brick behemoth, which is a short ferry ride from Delaware City on Peapatch Island. Mm. Florida, the East Martello Museum in Key West. Okay. This museum is the home of the OG macabre Florida man, <laughs> Robert the Haunted Doll. Oh, God. This doll was the inspiration of Annabelle, and it's said to be... It's said to change facial expressions and giggle when your back is turned. Oh. The doll is said to be possessed by a boy named Otto. He causes endless pain by people who disrespect him and take his photo. Oh, my God. In Georgia, the Oakland Cemetery in Atlanta. This is Atlanta's oldest and largest cemetery and among the most haunted places in Georgia. Some have alleged that they have heard Confederate Army roll calls among the tombstones and they've sworn that they've heard their name in the list. That's creepy. Okay, so in Hawaii, Wapeo Valley, Big Island, the ghosts of an ancient warrior are said to haunt this island. They march through the island in an eternal march to battle. Most longtime local stories have about encountering them, mostly in specific spots around the island. It is said you can hear pounding beats and chants of the night marchers. In Idaho, old Idaho penitentiary. Penitentiary. Is that how you say that? <laughs> penitentiary. Right? There you go. Penitentiary. All right. Uh, this prison was built in 1872 and has been closed for nearly 50 years. Prisoners were held in solitary confinement and got a peek of the gallows from the windows of their oh, room. Wow. Some of the West's most notorious criminals waited to meet their maker. Visitors report the feeling of heaviness and seeing apparitions. How messed up. Yeah. Illinois, Raven's Grin Inn, Mount Carroll. Jim Warfield, the owner of this home, turned his actual house into a maze of spooky art, prop gags, and not-so-safe-but-exhilarating three-story slide into the haunted wine cellar. You'll laugh as much as you scream as he guides you through his ever-changing life's work. So this guy's just made a permanent haunted house. It kind of sounds fun. Indiana, historic Hannah House, Indianapolis. The 24-room mansion hosts a range of spooky events, disembodied footsteps, cold spots, weird noises, strange smells, uh, ranging from roses to rotting flesh, shadow shapes starting about, and a man in black suit suspected of being the builder of the building. Oh, and the unquiet spirits of the group of runaway slaves who reportedly died in the basement fire. Jesus. Oh. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, in Iowa, the Velisca Axe Murder House, Velisca, Iowa. This house is aptly named a name where eight people were axe murdered in their sleep back in 1912. The case is still unsolved. Mm. Oh, God, how creepy. In Kansas, the Stoll Cemetery in Stoll. 
Locals know this tiny cemetery as an unincorporated Kansas township, as a portal to hell, and the devil comes twice a year. Ruins of nearby churches and bizarre architecture alone will have you believing in the rumors. Oh, my God. Kentucky, Sauerkraut Cave, Louisville. This cave once served as a fermenting cavern for sauerkraut. It was located beneath the Lakeland Asylum for the Insane, an institution marred by accusations of overcrowding and mistreatment of patients. There were rumors that the bodies were being burned and that the cave was being used to discard play, uh, infants born in the asylum. Oh, God. I know. Also, how is it sauerkraut? Oh. Louisiana St. Roque Chapel Yellow Fever Shrine, New Orleans. Mm. In the 19th century, yellow fever swept through New Orleans. The Holy Trinity Church asked members of their parish to be shielded from the disease and promised to build a shrine to the saint for gratitude. Nearly 40,000 people in New Orleans died, but not one person from the Holy Trinity Church. Oh, wow. The shrine is still there today. Wow. In Maine, Mount Hope Cemetery in Bangor. In the same city where Stephen King lives, Bangor is also the home of a 181-year-old cemetery. Mm. With the first Civil War monuments ever constructed, there are also grave markers that date back to 1836. Whoa. In Maryland, Coffin Rock, near Burkittsville, the film, uh, the film set of the Blair Witch Project, Coffin Rock, is a large flat rock near a creek in the middle of the woods. At Coffin Rock in 1886, a search party went missing while looking for an eight-year-old girl. The kid was eventually found and returned to town, but the church search party did not. What? A second search party was found disembodied bodies with their hands and feet tied on Coffin Rock. Oh, my God. In Massachusetts, Lizzie's Borden Bed and Breakfast in Fall River. This is the famous scene of 1892 double homicide where Lizzie Borden allegedly murdered her father and stepmother with an axe. The 175-year-old property now can host up to 20 guests and looks basically the exact same it did in 1892. In Michigan, South Manitow Island, Leland. This island features 300-foot sand dunes, deserted shoreline, and empty campgrounds. Huh. One legend says the boat with sick passengers stopped on the island and sailors buried them in mass graves while some were still alive. There are also two cemeteries, a cedar, fort, a cedar forest and a tale of voices being heard. Oh, that sounds like it's just an all-around terrible island. Yeah. Minnesota. Wabasha Street Caves, St. <laughs> Paul. An underground speakeasy from the 30s that has reports of ghosts of three gangster bootleggers who skipped out on their checks by getting murdered and buried in the floors. Oh. People report also seeing very dapper guests roaming the halls, along with a ghost of the bartender and a madam. Mm. In Mississippi, well, that's a home state. Yeah. Uh, University of Mississippi Medical Center, Jackson. Back in 2014, construction workers began work on a parking lot and discovered a mass grave of about 7,000 former Mississippi lunatic asylum residents buried around the turn of the century. The asylum closed more than 80 years ago, 
but it's not uncommon in those days to enter deceased patients together in unmarked graves. I think I remember that. Yeah, it does sound familiar. In Missouri, Main Street, St. Charles, the perfect setting for a Midwestern horror movie. The legend dates back to 1853 when the old Borromeo Cemetery was moved and a number of graves had no, no bodies in them. These spirits are rumored to haunt the shops of Main Street, and the town is the home to a haunted community college, a haunted high school, and a haunted forest. <laughs> they, they have one of everything. Yeah, they have everything. It's like the Apple Store. In Montana, the Fairweather Inn in Virginia City. The lone hotel in this former gold mining town is said to be haunted by the ghosts of children who get onto all manners of shenanigans. They will move your luggage turn the lights on, and generally it just annoyed the bejesus out of you. In Nebraska, <laughs> the Seven Sisters Road in Oto County. Over a century ago, one deranged Nebraska man took all seven of his daughters out to separate hills and killed them. Oh my God. Cars, drive through the, cars that drive through report headlights going dim, electrical failings, stalling cars, and screams of young women echoing through the hills. Oh, my God. In Nevada, Zach Bagans Haunted Museum, Las Vegas. Okay. Zach Bagans Museum is housed in an old historic mansion built in 1938. The 11,000-square-foot home is stuffed with paraphernalia paying homage to death in a variety of forms. Mm. The museum has over 30 rooms of terrifying objects, such as Jack Kevorkian's death van, a debuck box, a debuck box, Bella Lugosi's cursed mirror, and an exhibit featuring the demon-possessed rocking chair that previously forced the mansion to shut down. Oh God! Charles Manson's bone fragments, toe tag, and several other items associated with the cult leader are also displayed. Ugh. There's honestly so much stuff there. New Hampshire, Mount Washington Hotel, Bretton Woods. The real-life version of Stephen King's Room 237, this hotel founder died right before the construction was complete on the hotel. His wife remarried into European royalty, but she soon passed also. She never checked out of the hotel, and it appears regularly to people's photos as apparitions. You can hear her voice, and she is a regular fixture of Room 314. Wow. In New Jersey, the Devil's Tree... The tree silhouette is alone is enough to inspire nightmares. A warped, half-dead oak looming in the middle of a lonely field with a dozen axe marks lining its trunk. Oh, God. It's said that this was a KKK meeting place, Ugh. and it is a notorious, suic- notorious suicide site. Wow. Rumored also to be a gateway to hell. Jesus. Legend has it that anyone who harms the tree will suffer a swift and violent retribution. Jeez. New Mexico, Dawson Cemetery, Cimarron. Once a boomtown due to coal mining in 1913, an explosion killed about 250 workers. This was one of the biggest industrial disasters in America's history. About 10 years later, another explosion killed another 123 workers. Wow. Today, all that is left of the cemetery and is known as one of the most haunted places in America. Many reports seeing lights like on top of the mining helmets, oh. as well as apparitions of the miners. That's awful. New York, U.S. Military Academy, West Point. Back in 1972, cadets claimed to have seen 
a ghost in an antiquated school uniform roaming around room 4714, a room that is no longer in use. There has been reports of ghosts of former superintendent Colonel Thayer's Irish maid, Molly. North Carolina, the Biltmore Estate, Nashville. The largest private residence in the entire country is 135,280 square feet. Wow. The former vacation home of George Washington Vanderbilt II. It is now considered one of the most haunted places in North Carolina. Okay. George himself has been wandering around the home, and there's also a headless orange cat roaming the gardens. That's terrible. As well as disembodied voices, splashing water sounds from empty pool, and echoes of laughter. North Dakota, the haunted fort in Bismarck. Staffers at this famous military fort have heard strange voices and footsteps coming from within the dark. Ohio, Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield. This majestically, this majestically inspired campus housed over 200,000 inmates over its history from, history from 1896 to 1990 and is reportedly one of the most haunted places in the state. Oklahoma, Hex House, Tulsa. This disturbing true story started in 1940 when a woman mind-controlled two young women into living in her unheated basement doing her bidding and giving her all their money, it was torn down in the 1970s. In Oregon, the Shanghai Tunnels, Portland. Underneath Portland's bustling Chinatown is a labyrinth of dark tunnels with piles and piles of shoes covered in centuries of dust. According to lore, these are the shoes of kidnapped victims of human trafficking in the 1800s. Oh, these tunnels are accessible through many of Portland's bars and restaurants, and they were formerly used as underground opium dens. Jeez. In Pennsylvania, the Eastern State Penitentiary, Philadelphia. In 1829, this prison intended to, re to value reform over punishment, but it became a real house of horrors for many of the inmates. Al Capone and bank robber Willie Sutton were housed here. Wow. Rhode Island, White Horse Tavern, Newport. One day in the 1720s, two men showed up to the tavern looking for a room for the night. The next day, the owners found one dead by the fireplace and the other had completely vanished. A specter now chills by the fireplace, daring for people to solve his death. And there have been encounters with a colonial-looking dude in the upstairs bathroom. Mm, creepy. <laughs> South Carolina, Baynard Plantation Ruins Union. The dilapidated plantation is enough alone to make your stomach in knots. But apparently, if you stick around after dark, a freak-ass funeral procession will pass by for the namesake William Baynard. What? Some people hear it while other people see it or feel it. Whoa, what? <laughs> South Dakota, the Sheikah Hollow State Park in Siston. Iron deposit at Sheikah Tent, the stream's red blood color water. One winter long ago, a stranger came onto the land and showed no respect for the land or the traditions of the tribe there. When banished, the stranger did not go quietly and was ultimately destroyed by the Thunderer, the messenger of the Great Spirit. People report hearing drums and seeing figures along the trail. Oh, wow. Creepy. In Tennessee, 
the Bell Witch Cave in mm. Adams. Legend says if you say, I hate the Bell Witch a hundred times in your bathroom mirror, that you will summon the, her malevolent spirit. This in the early 19th century, Kate, the Bell Witch ghost, tormented the Bell family and resided in the cave behind their home in Adams, Tennessee. Visitors of the cave report being pushed, touched, and held down by heavy weights in the cave. That's terrifying. Texas, Yorktown Memorial Hospital near San Antonio. This hospital has been abandoned since 1988 and is one of the most haunted places in Texas. Over 2,000 patients died there, and the old beds, gurneys, mirrors, and medical equipment are all still inside. Visitors describe apparitions, whispers, shadow figures, and voices. Why go in there? Yeah. In Utah, Castle of Chaos, Midville. Until 1998, the Utah State Mental Hospital in Provo hosted an annual haunted house staffed by actual patients. Oh, my God. So this was rightfully deemed barbaric and dehumanizing by these uh, today's standards. People in Utah get their creepy cakes in at the Castle of Midville, the only completely underground haunted attraction in the state. In Vermont, Lake Bomasin State Park in Cattleton. Here you will find the abandoned town of West Castleton, which used to be a booming town, but is now just a home for ghosts left there. Some reports seeing a boatman that is spotted rowing across the lake, believing no ripples in the water, en route to a happy hour of a bar that he will never reach. Virginia, Bacon's Castle in Surrey. Built in 1665, it is the oldest brick home in the country. People have reported books flying off the shelves, rocking chairs rocking, and unwanted visitors being pushed around. In Washington, the North State Mental Hospital, Cedro Woolley. This self-sustaining asylum ran from 1912 to 1973, and it was once home to about 2,700 patients. They had a lumber mill, library, bakery, greenhouse, canning facility, and other amenities. It is said to now be haunted by the patients who died during transorbital lobotomies. Oh, my God. Washington, D.C., Congressional Cemetery. The cemetery dates back to before the Civil War. It serves as the final resting place for, for tons of government people, including vice presidents, Supreme Court justices, and many, many more. West Virginia, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, Weston. This massive Gothic asylum housed many of West Virginia's mentally ill from 1964 until 1994. Though designed for 250, it once held 2,400 people in it. Wow. That kind of overcrowding was sure to make some truly miserable souls. For sure. And those souls are still said to haunt the building today. Ugh. Wisconsin, Feister Hotel, Milwaukee. This hotel is one of the finest in Milwaukee. However, it is known to be one of the most haunted. Guests report strange knockings, TVs turning off and on by themselves, their belongings moving, and loud noises. And finally, Wyoming, the Wyoming Frontier Prison, Rollins. This is Wyoming's first penitentiary, and it was about as miserable as you would expect. It didn't have hot water until 1978, and it had something called the punishment pole, which was what prisoners would be handcuffed to when they were whipped with rubber hoses. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I know. It's awful. 
There's some terrifying places. Those were some, there's some really terrifying places in in this country. There are. It was <laughs> some of them were like gruesome. Yeah, that one in Nebraska where the seven sisters were taking the oh, seven different hills. That's terrifying. Like, how do you even know about seven different hills? Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> and then like the one that I just read about the Feister Hotel in Milwaukee. Yeah. They say it's very haunted, but it's like where all the sports stars stay when they're playing in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, like baseball players. Yeah, baseball there, players, yeah. NBA players. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I bet they hate it there. They're like, why are we staying here? Oh, I thought like that it so made it seem like, what I read made it seem like they wanted to stay there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd hate it there. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to stay at the haunted place. I would try to They said it's one of the nicest hotels there. Why would you not want to stay there? Well, it might be nice, but it's haunted. You know what I'm trying, we've stayed at a haunted hotel. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I, that's us. I'm just saying if I was a baseball player. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So? Don't know. So, well, there you go. That's, uh... 50 uh, haunted places in each state, right? 51, really, because D.C. was on there. Okay, D.C. Yeah. was on there. So that was interesting. Yeah, and then we, you know, hope you enjoyed the story about uh, Voodoo Village. That's yeah. kind of what led us down this, and I hope you uh, enjoyed those little uh, short stories on each uh, place. Yeah. We have one more segment. You yeah. know it, you love it. Here we go. You want to do verses again? Yes, Let's I do. Verses. So uh, here it is, the super duper secret box. Okay. Shaking it up real So verses, like always. Uh, like always, we pit one scary thing against another scary thing, and we discuss which one we think is scarier. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers. Uh, oh, it's your turn to pick. It's just kind of uh, what we think. All right, so I'm going to pick. Here we go. Okay. An abandoned old house. Versus a cemetery. Ooh. Ooh, which one's creepier? Well, an abandoned old house, you know, that's just creepy on its own. You have to be like... Well, so is a cemetery. It's just creepy on its but own. But a cemetery <laughs> during the daytime isn't really creepy. Ooh, yeah, I feel that. So, like, abandoned an abandoned house, house is always is, creepy. But at night, a cemetery might be... Well, I don't know. It's pretty creepy, but you kind of suspect that everybody in a cemetery is dead. So, no, no offense to the dead, but you sure, know, there's no one in a cemetery. There could always be a squatter, or you know, a homeless person, or, a ghost. or whatever, or, or a ghost, demon. or a demon, in an abandoned house. That might be why it's abandoned. I think that I might be on the same page as you. I think that overall, an abandoned house might be creepier. Well, plus it's probably like rotting and dilapidated. Yeah. And you could fall through the stairs or something. So there's a whole lot of reasons. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the abandoned house. It's creepier than cemetery. Cemeteries are creepy, but also not really. Yeah, they're not too bad. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times there's cool... Uh, headstones to look at. Oh, for sure. You know? So sometimes we've gone on tours at a cemetery that was made. Yeah, exactly. They're beautiful. Like, yeah. A lot of cemeteries are very beautiful. And we've also come across an abandoned house one time. Yeah, we came across that abandoned house. And it was, I remember, like, it was every, all their pictures were still there. There yeah, was, so like, documents. It's left everything behind. Everything was gone. And it was, yeah. like, all the windows had been busted out and, like, the kudzu had. It was a nice house. It was a really nice yeah, house. Yeah, and it was, it was like a, a beautiful... House. It was a creepy place. We went there during the day. I wouldn't go there at night. Heck no. <laughs> so I think that that proves that houses are scarier. Uh, yeah, abandoned houses probably are scarier than cemeteries. I would have to I would that. agree. But we want to hear hey, what you yeah, think. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, hit us up. Uh, HauntedHazePodcast at gmail.com. Also, HauntedHazePodcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, hit us up. Talk to us. Uh, Send us a message. Yes. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. Give uh, us suggestions. Suggestions, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we really so appreciate much. you listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back with uh, episode six. Yes, coming we soon. we got some good ones uh, coming up. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please come back. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Stay haunted. Yes. Uh, see you in episode six. Peace out. Peace out.